And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice. Welcome to the World of Mythbits. We are your hosts, Jenna and Joe Sparks, and this is episode 157. So again, welcome to the world of Myth Bits. We are back. Uh, sadly, this is not the review episode yet. If I am being completely honest, uh, just wasn't able to get through the entire magazine this week without feeling like I was rushing reading through it. So we kind of paused uh, because, again, I really absolutely hate the idea of not being able to give every single uh, submission 100% attention. <laughs> so uh, instead of trying to rush it and, and you know, really not make it a good review, <laughs> uh, it's just going to be uh, coming out a little bit next week for sure. So let's go over a little bit of housekeeping. There's not too much. Uh, but first and foremost, do not forget about the official calendar and the World of Myth Anthology Volume 4 coming out and uh the pre-orders are coming soon so uh i would make a funny mark your calendars joke but i can't really process that (laughs) to make it efficiently humorous so uh anticipate getting your calendars for the 2022 year and also submissions for the christmas and holiday issue uh, are due on the 15th. On the 15th, I am still hoping to make sure I can review the director's cut of Krampus because, again, that's one of my favorite holiday staples. I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm really excited to see the director's cut, uh, to see what what we missed in the theatrical cut because that is, that is a feature I really do miss. I miss DVDs and Blu-ray uh, special features, because I haven't had a Blu-ray player in a couple years. I know, because and... when you get a little too much drinky drink in you, and you fall asleep to the DVD opening scene, and it menu. just, com- <laughs> just com- turns over all night, or all, or not all night, but like... All night. Sure, all, all night, night all, all day, when, when you're sitting there, and <laughs> your headache, you get a, a big fat headache, and it's just banging... And then for some reason, you can't, like, just get up and turn the DVD off. You're like, I don't, I'm pretty sure it'll take care of itself. You, you just kind of Eventually, lay, it'll turn off. You, you lay back, your head lays back, and all you hear is is the theme of the opening from Hell yeah. with Johnny Depp. And and you just, was that Johnny Depp? Yeah. Yeah, Johnny Depp on there. And and you just, nah, it, it'll turn off. It'll turn off. <laughs> I, just, I just need to drink some more water. It'll turn off. For me, it was Shrek. I remember being a kid. And just falling asleep to, for some reason, Shrek was like one of my greatest comfort movies. <laughs> and so I'd fall asleep to the Shrek uh, DVD and wake up to the Shrek menu, which was just uh, Donkey jumping up 
and jumping up. I can't remember what he says. But I yeah. never actually watched Shrek on DVD. I only watched Shrek when it came on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was a uh, I was really into Shrek for some reason when I was a kid. No, but I miss like uh, deleted scenes, uh, commentaries, you know, behind the scenes footage, stuff like that. Like I miss that when. Yeah, uh, that's that's all available on YouTube. Anymore. Sometimes it feels like when, because uh, I kind of I don't want to say I've forgotten about it, but it's like, you know, you you, I think Christopher Nolan really kind of normalized like not getting extras when the Batman series came out. When his Batman series came out, nine times out, of, well, two times out of three, <laughs> should clarify, two times out of three, I was there the day of opening. Uh, you know, like we we got, you know, we reserved our tickets and everything and, and we're there for opening night. I don't think we went to go see The Dark Knight Rises the day it came out. And I remember being so disappointed learning that like none of the DVDs, the, the releases were going to have or Blu-rays, whatever, <laughs> that none of them were going to have any special features, especially with The Dark Knight uh, and The Dark Knight Rises, because two phenomenal villains you know and of course you want more and i wanted more because that's me maybe that's hmm hmm there's some psychology there to unpack <laughs> with the whole review system and me always complaining about how i want more glutton mm. glutton or tattooed on your side i am it's true it's well no, there's something to it, right? Like, there, there's a link there. There is a definite link there. No, and even, like, Lord of the Rings, when they did... I, I can't tell you how many copies of the Lord of the Rings I have had. I had all of the special editions. I had... Yeah, like, those were my, my favorite things. And I loved watching the behind-the-scenes with the Lord of the Rings because, well, a workshop, the, the, the special effects company who did... Lord of the Rings uh, also did Krampus. I do miss that. I miss the whole, like, that's something I feel like we haven't really gotten to have much of in the past, like, decade. I I do hate, though, our unfinished deleted scenes. Those make me sad. Like, when uh, Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows came out, the DVDs, when they came out, and they had the unfinished deleted scenes where it was like still in the green, like the green screen background and everything. <laughs> I hate that. That makes me sad. Huh. Yeah, we are. We anyway, are... on to new. <laughs> anyway, on to new things. We just finished that one show. What is that show? What was it called? Hellbound. Hellbound, right. That so was Hellbound, so this, that TV show Hellbound. That's pretty dope. Um, I really like the leftovers. You know, they had like the leftovers feel. Really big fan of leftovers, so that was a mm-hmm. that was a little treat right there. Except it was a different perspective, obviously. Yeah. And I think it was a huge joke against humanity and their their you know perception of themselves and mimetic uh, thing going on with humans and stuff like that. I think it was a big like perspective piece, anyways. Well, there's definitely a, a like a a, a big. Uh societal commentary commentary on society uh you know sprinkled throughout it's it's very obvious when you watch it uh it's i don't know i really loved the pacing i like i kept commenting on that as we were watching the pacing was so 
good right and so unique because it just like it just uh, i'm getting really tired of american cinema i think is what it comes down to because everything is so i'm absolutely tep- not because we're about to partake in zoe's extraordinary christmas yeah well and- that's different that's different no like like Skylar Aston will be ashamed of that. <laughs> no, it's every the formats are so you know we're we're taught from the time we're in in elementary school, you know formatting stories right like it's just we we know the the very basic template in in formatting stories, and I feel like um, a lot of the Korean programming that has been getting wide wider releases it i don't know it's it's so much different and so much more exciting because it, it's genuinely unpredictable yeah you know watching even like squid game Here's- and uh like hellbound they're just unpredictable yeah wait it was because they're not confined to also other restrictions i'm sure that will go along with cinema restrictions on the ideas and stuff like that because a lot of it's almost a it's almost a death sentence for I feel you can't well, I mean you can't but I don't want to say you can't but it's not common to compare American cinema big box to other things like Squid Game or, or Korean oh, movies yeah, stuff no, like that I'm not... like, like you can't <clears throat> you can't compare like Transformers to to Neon Demon mm, yeah, you know <laughs> yeah no I know it's just I feel like <sighs> It sucks because, you know, you see films that really play around with how a story is told. Right. And they're, they typically don't get their, like one of my favorite movies. Right. Underrated movies is uh, Bad Times at El Royale. Right. That's a great movie. It's so good. Bro, are you talking about. When the man just comes in and he's 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 shirtless, he's dancing, he comes sauntering in. Oh my god, right? it's so good! I truly feel it's one of the most underrated films of the decade. Like it, it's so good. There, there's another interesting thing about like film and actors and everything. Why is it you think we have to refer to the actor in both the first and last name? Such as, is it a decipher of the character or the actor? Because think about it, like, I just said the man, and unless you were talking, if you knew the movie, you'd have to say Chris Chris Hemsworth Hemsworth, instead of saying Chris, just kind of sauntered Because there's so many Chris's in Hollywood. No, I think it's because it's so informal. I think it's because it's informal to use the first name when you're talking about, like, a particular person, I think. Well, certain people, yeah. I think that... Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't... I don't think I've ever done that. Like just casually Never referring to exa- an actor. <laughs> yeah, that was just my exact thought. Like when I ta- when I said Skylar Aston earlier, I was like, why is it we always have to like refer to him like as first and last name? Because maybe people won't know. Like if you're just like, yeah, Skylar, unless they watch Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist or know who Skylar Aston is. Don't you dare. Don't-, don't you dare use his character name now. Come on. Be like, who's that? Skylar Aston's character. They're not listening. As soon as you said Zoe's, or as soon as I said Zoe's extraordinary playlist, <laughs> like, okay, click. Which is also a phenomenal click. series that 
uh, really, really undeservedly got canceled. And that one's a weird one to have gotten canceled. Like, that's what, yeah. what nobody can really figure out why it got canceled. Well, it's weird, like, with, like, we're, we're, we're on our show tonight, we're going to refer to them in the first <laughs> You're going to have name, to guess who we're talking about. Skyler. I'm going to say Skyler. He, it's, it's crazy, too, because he's, like, so under rated i guess if you need to call it like that or underappreciated as like an entire artist as a whole because he just dropped his own album Did actually he? yeah so he actually dropped his own album he, he sings obviously yeah. people know him for singing but he also plays the piano uh plays a couple other instruments well-rounded well-rounded for acting you know uh probably can direct and produce and stuff like that i'm mm -hmm. sure you know i haven't looked that far into him but it seems like a lot of the top-notch characters uh, in that world are so fully rounded. Like, and I'm not sure if that is what it needs to take to do that thing, or it's just they're they're branching out because there's many things you can do to like bring one thing forward, right? Because say you okay, say you you are a musician, right? I'm going to use this as an easier example. You're a musician. What do you think that would define it as? Is because you're a musician because you play an instrument? Because obviously the definition is that you bring forth the the musical knowledge, you know. I'm going to I'm going to say it that way because it's a living thing because it's one of the living forces, you know. Um without throwing out too much of that out <laughs> <laughs> but it's weird because as soon as you actually start connecting with this other thing, you actually, it's weird. Like your woo woo levels just kind of go up and say, okay, you know what? I think I understand a little bit more of this now. Mm -hmm. um, whether or not you're, you're classified in that, the album that I just, that I just uh, brought to your attention. Scott, Skyler's album. No, not Skyler's album. Uh, we're actually going to use full names for these people, but Nor Jones and oh. Billy Joe Armstrong. Mm -hmm. Joel or Joe? Joel. Joel. That's right. Joel. Joel. So no. Billy Joe. Billy Joe Armstrong. <laughs> they have Billy Joel. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry for my ignorance. <laughs> you know? The, it hasn't even been like the, a crazy week. I just kind of don't feel the like... The foreman, foreman <laughs> of Green Day... You know, or the front man of Green Day, <laughs> the front man of Green Day, uh, <laughs> Billy Joe Armstrong. They made a uh, album together, but it does not sound like Billy Joe Armstrong yeah, from it Green for Day. Me. I was like, "What?" Right. It is a. I wish I could play it a little bit on here, but that's not going to just link it. It's not going to work out. Yeah, uh, if you need reference track to, to think what I'm thinking of, think of Green Day, right? Think of Green Day, but <laughs> instead of the electric guitar, you have a beautifully sounding acoustic. I think they actually both played acoustic on there too, and she plays her piano on there. It's just, it's just a beautiful album, but it sounds, it sounds a little bit like this. You know, uh... Has that beautiful twang to it. 
and obviously because of their um, vocal styles and they're able to harmonize and everything like really well together. If you are uh, practicing vocals or, you know, a guitarist or, you know, pianist, then there's also other multitudes to do this other thing, you know, as a musician as a whole, right? And I feel that's what really pushes the the understanding of the art form and the craft in itself, you know, uh, especially with acting, I feel. With acting, you know, without singing or working the vocal cords or anything like that, like think about a lot of the other actors that you don't normally think about that can actually sing mm-hmm. or, you know, do other art forms, you know, besides that. And and I think that also comes into like the hiring practice now too, is because now you have all these different levels of stuff they want you to be able to do now. And now you gotta mm-hmm. get the levels uh, kicked up, you know? Well, did you, going back to like Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, like I didn't know that like Jane Levy could sing. Up until we watched Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. I read she specifically learned to sing for this show. Oh, that's cool. Right. Because she actually couldn't. Well, from she what didn't she know said, how to utilize yeah, she her. didn't know how to utilize from from yeah. the article that I was reading about. Because I feel like everybody can sing. Oh, everybody. You just yeah. don't know yeah. how to do it. Yeah, every, everybody's got vocal. If, but. Some, yeah, sometimes physically unable to yeah. sing. But yeah, everybody can sing, you know, or everybody can do anything, really. It's just depending on what you put your time into because what is talent? You know what I mean? Obviously, there's going to be certain genetic factors and everything that put you into different places and, and stuff like that, you know. Oh, you put the Moulin Rouge soundtrack on, and I know I'm a phenomenal singer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know this. I'm fairly certain it does not sound the same to those who are forced to listen. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> it's not. It's not. I can sing I can sing Tenacious D quite well, though. That's kind of always been my... Uh, yeah, but also like with like a bunch of the talent. other actors and stuff like that, like uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Mm. Oh yeah, she also had an album. Yeah, right, and a band. Yeah, uh, Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah, Evan I don't Rachel think Wood. A lot of people know that she's a musician. She's got a phenomenal voice too. What was the one she just did? Uh, uh, that uh, uh, the one by the Blondes. Oh. Uh, no. She's also... Cranberries, Dreams. Yeah, Dreams with the Cranberries. The Dreams okay. by the Cranberries. Yeah, and... And it, that was insane. It's her and Zane Carney, and it's Evan and Zane um, in their band. And they are phenomenal. Was it, like, back on, like, season one of The Masked Singer? Uh, Rumor Willis, Bruce Willis's Bruce Willis and Debbie Moore's daughter. Uh, she came out and, like, she won the first season... And she's actually like on Broadway. I had no idea. And she opened her mouth and sang. And it was like, what? <laughs> I think that's like, I think every community would need to have legit theater. I'm not sure if that's like by design or anything like that. Because then that means that there's only very few selective places that will have like a thriving theater. Like you, like you just said, like you wouldn't know that she was on Broadway. Except unless you... We're in New York City. But we are in this day and age of 
accessibility. Yeah. See whatever you want, yeah, you know, for the most part. Uh I feel like Broadway should be streamed. I think yeah, I think you could I, you I get that there's a big difference between seeing something yeah. live yeah. and in person. Right. And you know, it's like to me, I'm also a homebody and I prefer when I I, I would rather spend like thirty dollars on a new release, you know, a video, a home release of a video or a movie, as opposed to go to a theater. Right. I'm just that type of person. Like I could do that for the rest of my life and be happy. I hate going to the movies, but I love movies. <laughs> but I hate going to the movies. I'm also a big proponent for the home movies myself. I do. I did. I I used to like going to the movies when that. Um, but then they just made the chairs too comfortable and just started sleep, falling asleep. Oh my gosh, chair. I was going through, I have this hope chest. It's this gorgeous chest. I've had it forever. And it's where I put like all my sentimental things. And I have like a, a me and Joe box, you know, <laughs> like all of our little romantic things, you know, the things that we, we you know, have done and, and all of that. And I was going through it and I actually found, and I went, went to visit you and you made me go see Star Wars 3D because I had, what is, was it? I wanted to see something. I can't remember. But you were like, no, let's go see Star Wars uh, 3D. And I was like, oh, fine. And of course, it's one of those movie theaters that you can also drink in, but we weren't drinking. But <laughs> you went in there and you flat out fell asleep. I was so mad. I was so mad. <laughs> I was like, Jit. <laughs> Rude. Anyway, oh my gosh, I feel so bad when I try to say his name. Iwan Rion. That's not how we say it, but he he played Simon and Misfits. He was a uh, he was the really he was like Joffrey two point but like ten times worse. Yeah, he was. The, uh, he uh, what, what he, Ramsey. Yeah, Ramsey Bolton. Yeah, he held a sausage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Ramsey Snow <laughs> and then Ramsey Bolton. But yeah, he's a musician. I think it just comes with territory. Ben Barnes. Ben Barnes just released his album. Yeah, Ben Barnes. He just released his album. Yeah, absolutely. And Ben Barnes, like, it's great. I think it just really like comes with a territory on anything. I think. I think so because I know, like, when I was in high school, I did both uh, music and drama. You know, and I think those things kind of get lumped into a single group where they go hand in hand. To where, because if you're obviously mo- most actors are going to be trained for the stage before they're trained, you know, before screen, right? Uh, so when you're being trained for which I find stage, it in- yeah, you're I find- being trained uh, probably for vocal utilization and. Yeah, which- which I find really interesting because those are all their own separate crafts, and even they within, are even within within like even like within like I think we've been covered it last time within the the music world or industry. Yeah. Uh, even all the the components that make up the album all have their own crafts. Yeah. You know. Um, once again, I apologize. People will get tired of it, but mixing, mastering, and everything those are all their own crafts Mm -hmm. and that's when they separate them and i think that's why they're separated because now you have uh the guitarist and vocalist and everything they're all their own separate craft and they they try to hone that that single thing you know 
but then they trail off and even in within the actors and the music or even the movies and everything they have their own crafts you know even though you're in the movie business you're doing your own thing you know whether you're the composer or actor director you know cinematographer stuff like that there's another thought that i was thinking about earlier too like isn't it crazy how we have like these I met this guy and he was, we were talking about, he was trying to make about $600 for the week. He's trying to make $600 in a week so that he can buy a camera to follow his dreams of being a content creator, <laughs> right? So 10 years ago, there was no such thing as I'm going to, you know, follow my dream as a content creator. Right? Is that is? I want to be a famous MySpace MySpace crazy uh, scene kid. Right? But think about how we think about movies now. When we don't think about the CGI, when there's like thousands of animators behind that. So then you have thousands of artists behind the CGI. I have several shows that are like my comfort shows that I just throw on in the background and they make me happy. And one of them is New Girl. It's just a silly silly show and it just makes me happy but for some reason it always also kind of gives me a little bit of an existential crisis well i have something that will turn your frown upside down i'm gonna try this out first time actually trying it out see if i can't get it here's your frown your metal christmas buddy more punk christmas maybe Stomp it. Does that clean out your woes? Right? Does it bring you back a little bit? No, because now I want a sewing machine. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna make little little costumes for your music. <laughs> I wanna make because we've been talking about you know doing like animation and stuff like that and. I don't know i'm just like I'm, I'm at that point you know where it's like i'm 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 so hyper inspired i get like this from time to time where it's like i, I just get super like i have so much i want to do <laughs> but i'm also deeply unmotivated to do it <laughs> yeah um and i don't know i don't know it's i think it just happens being retrospective and all that. You know, I think that's a normal, a normal thing to feel from right. time to time. Well, it's like I said that we have like all the technology and, and, and abilities to do these things now. Like that's what it gets kind of, maybe that's where it gets kind of overwhelming is because our mind can't comprehend like all the things like 
you know, uh, like even like within the, this little amp setup right here that I have, um, even running through the, the computer program in itself, you can switch between amps, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you tell some, you tell somebody from, you know, back in the day, it's like, look, you can actually one day switch between amps on a computer computer program. Uh, you know, it's different though, honestly, between what I think what we believe our crafts or our skills or anything like that are going to be able to transcend into the future because it's a whole different thing when you uh, strum an acoustic guitar on and, and you're doing fingerstyle licks and everything like that. Um, it's obviously <laughs> not just the sound, but it's just like the quality of the uh, intention, or the mm-hmm. feeling behind it. I also don't want it to come sounding off like one of those one of those guys where it's like, oh well, you know, you gotta have the acoustic on there, you gotta have the or the electric on there. It's, it's not real, you know, um, between electric sounds. But that's the deal is because it's electric sounds and it's not an acoustic sound, um, you know, such as uh, um, that metal sound, and then you have uh, say like a pattern like this. special uh feeling and 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 i guess if you need to call it anything soul behind it because it's has it's its own voice though it's mostly the voices where i'm finding that most the mostly it really matters most in in which i guess what they (laughs) the style too you know yeah um and it's not even just the genre of style it's the style of fully you know, to where, uh, say, we were talking about earlier, when you wanted to, say, get a particular style like this. People listening are uh, curious. This is actually my dreadnought with the aluminum strings and not my 66. just completely different than you know it's like your traditional rock strum <laughs> so um it's just the boy scene yeah don't think i'm actually giving it justice on the definitions Right, because obviously, though, and that's weird too. Like, one thing that I find weird, one thing I really find weird is sometimes, like, when you're describing something to somebody who knows what you're talking about, 
Like it's it's weird. Like when you um, have this particular feeling behind doing these things, like in front of people, <laughs> know what you're, you know, know what you're doing. So it's different, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of like an argument between, I guess, like in in your own world of like digital art versus traditional art mm -hmm. stuff like that. Art is art. Um, I do not partake in that uh argument because I yeah. I, I, uh, there, I mean, of course, like, it's, yeah, it's the same thing. You know, yeah. Digital art <laughs> is its own entity, you know, yeah. it's, and it's the same thing with our technology and what's, what's driving us further into these art forms is you'll have arguments over whether or not it is music because it's, you know, it, it is, uh, quantized, right? So what happens for those who are unaware is when you, record something say in your DAW such as uh, Logic Pro um, you can quantize right so when you uh, practice to a click track and you're off all you have to do is press Q and it'll quantize directly to the um, what, uh, is, what is quantize? It, uh, it, uh, it'll lock it directly to the track mm. so if you're off beat such as the human, like I'm sure, like you'll listen, we'll <laughs> listen back, and you'll hear my thumb kind of hit a few of the strings, and then off because I didn't play it against any any you know reset tempo except the one that was playing in my head, you know yeah. that one, that one, that one, that one, that one. So you, if you're off um, off beat on your tempo, you can now press Q and it'll quantize, which will correct mm. the off beat. Right. So say you were and that I don't know what, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. But Logic Pro like that is a monster of program for the cost too. significantly less than a lot of the other ones. Obviously not. You know, there are, are free ones out there, but that program, like the more I use it, because I just switched over to it just a little bit ago. Um it is a beast. Like, you can go in there and, and you can do it on your phone, too. Like, I mean, that that's the whole argument. Like, you can do a lot of these things on your own phone where you, like, you can recreate entire albums on your phone, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, no, it sucks. It won't go away. Um... Oh, so that, that, I'm sorry, that got off track. So the pull it back on track is be between the electronic and the uh, traditional means, you know, because the argument over there is whether or not it'll be music at all, music at all, and every generation will have their own, like, little, you know, snippet over that between music and everything like that because yeah. they're, they're much different. But I find, though, that once artists actually progress through their ventures, you know, uh, even a lot of the famous artists, uh, Lady Gaga for one. I was just literally just thinking yeah. about Lady Gaga. Yeah, Lady Gaga for one. Like, she just, uh, I don't know if they actually released an album, but they were singing together. Who? Lady Gaga and... Um, Tony Bennett? Tony Bennett. Yeah. They yeah. always smell them. That was that album? Okay. So, yeah, Lady Gaga, Tony Bennett, and then... Um, 
there's always like roots to music and everything and i i don't know like behind the stuff but it's just odd the competitive means between us and technology like when we like say like when you when you hand draw something versus digital like you can go on your ipad and draw what was it like something fully symmetrical in like half a second right yeah fully symmetrical boom half a second you're done you're like whoa it needed a perfect circle like yeah no it's super but here's the best part is i'm able to combine digital and traditional because a lot of times i'll lay out i map my my drawing out right a lot of people do this and then i print it out and i transfer it and then i actually complete it and that's where and that's where pure magic happens because you know especially with like traditional and and art and just like in 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 composing and stuff like that like i have a um i don't have a traditional piano but i have a a keyboard but the keyboard if you get the sound um from spitfire my boys (laughs) we're just kind of just kind of throwing a name drop and a bunch of (laughs) names tonight so that it's like please sponsor (laughs) give me stuff no uh Hey, guys. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> I love your pencils. All I use. <laughs> yeah, so you get the you get the piano sound, and it sounds identical. I know it's not exactly true to, to No, but sound. you're also, I think, you know, you're at an advantage, you know, with the digital means because yeah. suddenly you're able to train your ear to hear uh so many different kinds of sounds yeah you know no single piano or no two pianos are going to make the exact same sounds and obviously there are different you know types makes models uh, different types of keys different types you know what i mean so when you have a whole digital library right suddenly you can hear how it would sound with give me an example that's very important too the different sounds of the piano Mm -hmm. because i have i think like 15 different piano sounds mm-hmm. like set up and they're all different exactly and they're all set up and a lot of them are free mm-hmm. that's the amazing part like there are people out there where they sample instruments and put them on the internet for free mm-hmm. so now you do not have to buy x y or z but I'm not saying that it's not fun to <laughs> Yeah, and I think, you know, obviously, if you could walk into a studio tomorrow and have, you know, a grand piano in front of you, of course, of course, that's going to be the most ideal thing. But that's also the beautiful part about it between combining technology Mm -hmm. and the traditional, because even though you're not versed on a traditional piano, at least I know where the keys are, what's Mm going to happen if I you know, play the sounds, you give it probably, probably obviously you have to play it around because traditional piano has resistance against the keys because of the, the rod system and everything. But that's the beautiful part about the piano is because a piano is a one touch and you know what frequency you're getting. You know what sound is going to be mm-hmm. coming out, right? Um, it's different though, like with other instruments such as the... Old traditional ones like the violins and violas, um, the strings, the string, those string instruments, um, those actually have positions 
on them. So your your hands are actually positioned. Your hands are actually positioned in uh, three different spots on the neck because you have to switch between the notes in a certain position on your hand to know where the notes on the neck are because they're not laid out like guitar. Mm-hmm. I think there actually are things you can get though that'll section out the the violin to where you can tell where the frets, quote unquote, would be. Yeah. Um, but that's the beautiful part over those instruments is because on those instruments, you can get right between those frequencies and hit that, hit that sweet spot. That's why the vocals are so vast in range, too, because the vocals have in-between frequencies now. So now you're like, oh, what? Mm-hmm. Right? And that, but also that, that hinders you, too, is because now you have in-between frequencies that you can hit, and that's what sounds off is yeah. what they would say off key or something like that you know um there's a whole nother argument or not argument it's a whole different game in itself you know over the theory behind it because it's always it's just theoretical of what frequencies are going to sound a lot of like in between you know (laughs) (laughs) frequency so are you going to play me out i'll play you out all right hang on you want me to play you something out while you get it I'll play you something <laughs> soft. Uh, let's see what we got here. Yeah, that's more eerie than anything. That's not. That's not calming. That's not <laughs> soft. I got you. That's then. pensive. I got and... you. Softer. Softer. A little tink- tinklier. Before, before I send us out, though, I do want to really plug something else. Uh, go. I'm, I'm demanding. I'm not asking. I am not, I am not kindly insisting. I am demanding uh, for everyone to go listen to Phoebe Bridger's cover of The Day After Tomorrow by Tom Waits. Uh, I don't think I've, like, I, I listen to her, co- I typically... I'm not a fan of covers of Tom Waits because Tom Waits is Tom Waits is Tom Waits is Tom Waits. And there's like, that's the whole appeal of Tom Waits music is Tom Waits. Her cover, I don't know what it was. Her cover of The Day After Tomorrow genuinely like made me cry. Like just weep. It was so, it's so good. Uh, It's truly one of the best covers I think I've ever heard. Uh, Okay. Yeah, that chick is uh, truly like, phenomenal amazing yeah, brilliant that, yeah that chick is just a force right there yeah like, i don't know i don't know if you can even describe her like that she's yeah. just she's just a she's a force she's an entity yeah. she's just this this entity yeah <laughs>
<laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> you can find us at theworldofmyth.com on Facebook and the Twitter at the World of Myth Bits Podcast and the World of Myth Magazine and on Instagram at the World of Myth Bits. We will be back next week with the review for sure, 110%. I promise. Thanks for listening. Until next time.